Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Afternoon Tune. I am your host, Josh, and with me are my two co-hosts. It's your boy, Chase. And it's your boy, Nick. And tonight, we've got a nice special guest today. Jenna um, is here uh, today. Um, Hello. And, hello, Jenna. And if you want to introduce who you have with you there, Jenna. Uh, yes. I have my daughter. This is my daughter, Amai. Okay. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. All right. So, um, I mean, you're probably familiar with Twitch, right, Amai? Yeah. Okay. So everything, yeah. So, you know, so, you know, don't worry. Nobody knows who we are. So this video is not going to go anywhere. So, no, I mean, we're not, I mean, you know what I mean? We're, we're nobody, so don't worry about that. Um, you know, so I mean, you don't have to worry about saying anything wrong or anything like that. This is, I mean, you're, you know, you'll get unless... canceled by all five of our subscribers. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> yes. Yes. All, you know. yes, all, all, yeah, all three of our uh, uh, Twitch subscribers are getting really pissed. Yeah. Uh, by the way, me and Chase know. are two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Two of them, yeah. My mom is the third. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, I don't think even Nick's girl. Yeah, I don't think he, she, Nick's girl doesn't even subscribe to this show. So you know, it's all good. So. <laughs> that that is true. But, she doesn't. Yeah. Well. Which is, uh, which is probably good for good for him, uh, because I've been getting him in some in some trouble because, so sometimes this girl she puts oh. up you know these these polls um, on Instagram. You know how like you do the polls sometimes of. Um, you know, does this look good? Yes or no? So I voted no because she had some shoes up there. And she says, "Do these look ugly?" And then I put no on there, and uh, <laughs> and then apparently, cheap. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah. So he voted no on those if they looked ugly. And if you saw them, you would have voted no too. They were ugly as shit. But like, see, so... the thing is, right? That wasn't for you to answer. Right. <laughs> That's where the problem lies. It was That's not right. for you or Nick or Nick's friends to answer. <laughs> that was for her girlfriends to answer. <laughs> well, you know, I I mean, you know, the thing is, you know, so she thinks it was Nick because you know Nick mm. does have access to all the accounts, so I'm completely blameless. I mean, that's, oh, you that's did it on the paid. afternoon tune account. Yeah, I did it on now. Yeah, Eve Brown voted on the afternoon tune account and got me in some shit. Yeah. yeah. Damn. So she oh. thought that you just signed in into the afternoon yeah, tune yeah, and try to be all stealthy I, yeah, with it. Thought, yeah, she thought I signed in and downvoted it twice. Right. That's but he downvoted, but it's worse because he downvoted on his own personal account. So who really is out fault here? Because he I did mean, it on hey, his own personal I mean, you both ain't shit. What's worse? She gets the shit and everybody says it's ugly and I could have told her, nah, that shit's ugly. Wait, what do you or, think? What do you think, Jenna? Do you think, do you think they're both in the wrong? Because they are. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would never have answered that poll. Why did you even vote? Like, I mean, exactly. Like, why would you do it on your because, personal account? Like, I would have made like a burner my, account and been like, my, you know what I mean? I just, I just wouldn't have answered. Because my girl has desperate need for approval from everybody, so. <laughs> So Ooh. even if I don't answer, I'm still gonna get in trouble. Oh, that's not good. Why'd oh, you say God. that? <laughs> Your girl's in desperate need. Yeah, that's... Oh man. Uh, just don't. Just don't. Just don't. Know, just just don't. Just don't do it in the polls. So just I'll tell make her this disclaimer. Poll. Since this is messy. This I don't know if this Discord <laughs> yeah, is recorded or not. 
Um, I don't support any of these statements made on this show. I'm a child, I'm no Exactly. So just, <laughs> girl, I'm, you know, wear your shoes, wear your bonnet. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. All right. Just do you. <laughs> Whoa. Shit, those, those, shoes, right. those, those shoes might be in style next year for all we know she might be ahead of the time i mean you never know you never yeah. know they allow yeezus true you know yeezus true. made shoes that true. was a thing and those were ugly as shit and his uh and his shirts with yeezus the holes in it <laughs> yeah yeah yeezy made shoes and i owned some of them so yeah you can't say you can't you're not a good judge on shoes then if you spent money on Yeezys, come on now. Yeezys, Yeezys are good. Yeezys are pretty nice. Some of them are Yeezys pretty are nice. Yeezys are disgusting. Oh, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> <Let's>... <laughs> you know, right, right, right. you know what? You know what is disgusting? Wait, hold on, hold on. I got a segue. You know what is disgusting, but it is actually kind of good. The Conjuring. Uh, yes, okay. that, that is right. Yeah, that is right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, so just to make sure, uh, Nick, if you could just keep track of uh, chat things like that, I have it also on OBS as well, just in case somebody yeah, comments yeah. everything like that. So I have that up as well on OBS. Um, so if that happens, if you just keep track of that a little bit um, for that. Um, also, so to, to get into the show and everything like that, uh, we're going to be discussing the Conjuring. Um, that's why Jenna and uh, Iman are here. Uh, they're going to be discussing their big fans of the Conjuring series. Um, so they're going to come in for that. Um, so, um, you know, <laughs> they're going to be coming in for that. Um, you know, so one and two and three will be having an overall discussion for that. Um, also, uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of a segment. Oh, hey, thanks for the follow there, Yoki Zan, uh, Teddy Sun. Uh, thank you for that follow there. Uh, uh, so we're going to be doing that. Um, we're also going to be discussing a little bit doing a hot take segment. So we're going to be trying out some new stuff, doing a prediction segment. We're going to be predicting, uh, the biggest Hollywood blockbusters, uh, this, uh, oh, what Jen? I would like to participate in that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we're going to be predicting what's going to happen in, um, Fast and Furious 9. We're going to be predicting what's going to happen there. Uh, we're also uh, going to do a hot take uh, we, uh, yes, Fast and Furious 9. They're on 9th. They're on the 9 one. Ninth yep. Now. Yes, they made 9 of those movies. Yeah. yeah. They, they kind of snuck the 8th one. They have gone... Yeah, they've gone further than anybody ever thought those movies could go. Yeah. After Suki yeah. was removed from the cast, I didn't feel a reason to watch it anymore because my favorite <laughs> character was gone. So I was like, well, if Suki isn't there, then... Okay. Um, who is Suki? <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, she was the, was the Asian girl. Uh, yeah, oh, she, she okay. was the Asian girl that had like the really cool little kitty car that I admired as a child, and that's why I wanted <laughs> to, to this day. If I could make that car, I would. And I would drive along, oh, and I don't care. Well, they might they might bring her back. I mean, they got uh, Bow Wow's coming back, and um, hmm. what's what's that other dude's name? Um, oh, yeah, they they dug Lucas Black out of uh, whatever. Hollywood jail he was in. Yeah, Lucas Black, he's he's yeah, he's back. Um just as country as ever. Boy, that boy is country. Holy crap. Yeah. Dude, I watched uh, I watched the seventh one last night and it's just hilarious that they insert that like end scene from Tokyo Drift 
<laughs> only to cut and then Lucas Black just aged like 10 years in the span of like one cut. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's I keep forgetting that so. timeline. Like, Tokyo Drift is like in between somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Tokyo Drift is like between oh like <laughs> six and seven. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, so the Hulk car that Bow Wow drives—it's not because he liked Angley's Hulk. It's because he was a fan of Age of Ultron. Because that would be like in like 2012, 2015 that time. Okay. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's probably the most logical thing in those movies. <laughs> no, 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 no. You wanna, you wanna take a logic dive yeah they play like Ludacris's i got hoes in the first movie and then the second one he's and joins the cast as ted so who sings that song in this universe maybe maybe uh, maybe he's just a twin you know how they say you have like eight other dudes that look just like you apparently out maybe there in the world you never heard that before maybe I'm trying to figure out why we are here doing Rick and Morty film theories for <laughs> Fast and the Furious 9. Because it's that deep. It's that deep. You never know where they're going to go. Maybe it's like a situation like uh, the movie. I wouldn't say deep. It's that stupid, and I can't help but not talk. I can't help but talk about it. You really just don't know where it's going. I mean, I know it's going to the moon eventually, but like, yeah. you know. Well, supposedly yeah, they're going to cross over our, with... uh, prediction segment. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So supposedly mm. they're really trying to push the whole crossover with Universal. So with dinosaurs. So yeah, um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's they're they doing a Jurassic Park crossover. Uh, crossover. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so we're gonna do that. You know what um, can stop? You know what can stop these dinosaurs? <laughs> DVD VCR combos. Yeah. And family. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we're gonna so we're gonna do that. Um, yeah. We're going to have a, a, a hot take segment. So we're going to discuss. Um, there was some film hot takes. We're going to try that segment out. Uh, we're going to be discussing if um, so. You know, is acting easy? Uh, can anybody do it? Um, you know, there's some kind of that going around. Uh, we're going to be also discussing as well if you could uh, like a character that showed up in a movie for 15 minutes and stole the entire movie. You know. Uh, what movie character did that and as well if you could put a character in a film and make it better or worse you know who would that actor be if you put them uh, in a film so we're going to be doing some kind of new stuff a little bit trying some new stuff out on this and as well as like trying some new stuff out like we're streaming on twitch for the first time doing the podcast usually we do a pre-recorded um and then we you know upload it later so this is our first kind of live thing doing it uh so there may be some rough yep. spots there. uh we said fuck it let's do it live yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely let's do it live yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, to get into things, we'll be discussing uh, Conjuring. Uh, the Devil Made Me Do It. So this is the third film um, in the Conjuring franchise, the long franchise that they've had, uh, which includes spinoff as well. Uh, things like Annabelle, things like The Nun. Um, you know, so, you know, this film stars Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, who again returns as Lorraine and Ed, um, again, hunting uh, those demons. Uh, this begins uh, very much, you know, opens up with an exorcism, um, actually shows nods to the exorcist, um, you know, the scene like where the priest mm -hmm. comes out the car. So it shows nods. It actually, the film actually has other nods to horror films. Like you, you have a Shining reference in here, um, scene that's mm -hmm. very reminiscent of that. So it has all, all those kind of other things included. And just like with the film with Amy Adams, uh, the woman in uh, the, the window, 
never try to open your film with a movie that's better uh referencing um i don't think that's ever a good strategy um you know a film that's you know far superior i don't think that's ever good but um so in this one they are dealing with a family the johnson family um and it's based on a real case um and that's where the title comes from the devil made me do it which was a real uh, court case that happened in the 80s um in which the defendant claimed that the reason he you know murdered uh, someone was because he was possessed by the devil um so that element of the story is true um you know and that happened and then lorraine and ed did consult on the case and they did um you know uh you know kind of investigate things so that also that is very true uh, when they say based on a true story um things like that so um so in in this movie um you know i you know i've been a fan of the conjuring series one and two i did like very much i thought they were very good ghost stories um why don't you guys tell about your experience with the conjuring movies and you know up to this point Who's going first? Um, I guess, I guess we could go first since we're the one with the special audio. In fact, am I, that's why you're here, is it not? This yeah. is, so I brought my daughter along and she's a big fan of the series. I am, I'm more of a fan of like the James Wan Conjureverse, Insidious mm. verse as a whole. So when this movie came out, I wasn't like that excited, but why were you excited, am I, for I this film? excited. It was one of the few horrible movies that actually let me see in theaters, because you never let me see Insidious in theaters. You haven't watched that on DVD. Mm. For some reason, seven-year-old me was very petty about that. I don't <laughs> know why I was so angry. I just was. But um, I think I was like 11 or 12 maybe younger maybe like 10 when that movie came out and so i guess well, we, well i don't get trapped okay mm. so i'm without my mom <laughs> so it's the, way I managed, it's the way i managed to go see it and i i was excited because i always liked horror movies even as a child people find me weird for that you okay. can't really change it um and i was i was just excited to see it and it was one and it wasn't as horrible as the experience i had watching sinister so. Oh yeah, Sinister. I accidentally took her to go see Sinister. I didn't know it was going to have those type of scenes at the time, so we were both surprised. Um, so The Conjuring was definitely more her speed. I will say I like this series as a whole. I just came off of A Quiet Place 2, so I was really pissed off at shitty sequels that were getting praised because that film just wasn't that good. Uh, and I was pleasantly surprised with this one. I like the different take they did. This was more of like, it gave me X-Files a little bit mm. more actually. More mm. of like a detective, mm. like I was watching a really good episode of X-Files. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like the fact they also grounded it with an actual person. A lot of these based on recorded events, cause we can't say if they're true or not. So a lot of these mm -hmm. tend to deal in the realm of like supernatural. So if you're not like a hardcore Christian, you're not gonna like get hecka scared. But yeah. with this, it was scary because it was an actual, you know, grounded being. Yeah. And um, it was a pretty, it was pretty good. I mean, I had my issues with it, but I mean, other than that, this was actually a pretty solid addition and a nice little tie up for, for the controversy. So mm. I liked it. Okay. Nick, what about you? Oh, Chase, um, you can go ahead. Nah, nah, yes, Nick, you yeah. got that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Chase, nah, he okay, passed so the ball to you. Me, I... 
right, I think I saw this movie uh, when it first came out. Uh, had the time of my life because these movies, I'd say more than any, they're some of the most fun you can have in a theater. I was with a good crowd. We were all like jumping at the right moments. During the entire movie, we were pretty sure pretty sure the per people I was with at the time, they were annoyed because I was always screaming. <laughs> or just screaming. Because, you yeah, okay? James Wan, the dude, I would call him... I would I would call James Wan a modern master of horror. He, the guy has like started off like multiple franchises, introduced new horror icons late into the 2000s. Like he's mm. the guy that brought us guys like Billy the Puppet. He brought us Annabelle, the Crooked Man, the Nun. It spawned like two entire franchises in horror, which very few directors can claim that they've done. Mm. And. And I was hesitant to get excited about this first one because this is the first film in The Conjurings that is not directed by James Wan. This is directed by Michael Chaves, whose last film was uh, another film in this universe, uh, The Curse of La Llorona, which mm. was uh, meh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was very meh. Yeah. This is a massive step up from uh, a La Llorona, and I think a lot of that is owed to the performances from Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson. They, they've yeah. always been kind of like the grounding force of, of these franchises. If you take them out, the movies don't work anywhere near as well as they do. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And no, there are, and yeah, there are like, complications in this film that add so much dramatic tension. Mm. that I felt was kind of lacking in the first in the first two films because in the first two the cases weren't as personal for them mm. they didn't get as directly involved with like the actual possessions or the exorcism here they they very well are mm. that's true that's true you know my experience because I'm not really a horror fan uh, I'm gonna just say that first mm. um mm. but I did end up watching the first one in college a couple with friends that are really into horror um they put me onto it uh, i liked it and then i think like uh a couple months after um the nun came out and i was just like mm, not feeling that uh she spit holy water into the uh the demon's mouth eh, not really feeling <laughs> not really feeling that conclusion <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of it was kind of predictable but <laughs> but uh I just finally saw the sequel to the original Conjuring, Conjuring 2 today, and I binged through the uh, whole Conjuring trilogy kind of all as one today. Um, and it seemed to take like, the uh, the third one, it seemed to take a lot of the elements that um, I loved from the first one. Um, and like you guys said, just grounded them with a actual villain, um, which was kind of like the strongest part of the nun where the nun character kind of became a sort of their own like antagonist villain um and mm. but here because the the villain is human i think that adds like an extra layer to this universe to where you can play around with a mix of both you know um but mm. uh, yeah how about you josh what, what's your experience with conjuring um, like I said, I was a fan of the first and second one. I uh, thought they did a very good job. I thought they were very uh, well-told ghost stories. Mm. Um, you know, very good direction by James Wan. Um, and with the spinoffs that they've done, uh, you know, something kind of hit or miss. 
uh, for the most part. Yeah, um, a lot of the spinoffs yeah. have varying quality. I think the best one is uh, Annabelle Creation, which is directed by David Sandberg. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of them. So I, I don't think I've seen that one. Um, I've seen a couple of them. Like The Nun, I think I've seen. Uh, the first Annabelle I've seen. So um, I know they kind of, you know, vary in degrees of quality. Uh, with this third one, I do like, like Jenna said, uh, with the whole detective story. Mm. Um, so them kind of doing more investigating a case instead of just doing like a straight, you know, ghost story and then the exorcism type thing. I, I do kind of like that approach that they're trying to do a little bit something different there. Um, I think throughout it, I just was bored. Um, very bored, kind of them kind of going through everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I, I, I was very bored with uh, them trying to investigate this case. Um, you know, the whole, you know, incidents, you know, with the guy and, and you know, with him committing this, this murder. And I mean, part of it, I guess, you know, with a good a part of a good investigation is that there's a mystery, right? So we know this is a ghost story. We know that, you know, this is a movie about supernatural beings. So it's not like trying to leave it up in the air, whether, okay, is this guy just crazy that he did it? Or was it really, you know, he was really possessed or something like that? We already know the answer to the question because it's a supernatural story and we already see it. Um, I think there's a lot of really things that you can kind of see coming, especially when one character gets introduced. Um, I mean, you basically can write ominous on his forehead. I mean, everything about him is just, <laughs> you know, creepy and, and, and it's like, okay, you know, I mean, almost to the point where it's like, he's like a character in Resident Evil, almost. It's like, man, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 the aforementioned really creepy guy is played here by John Noble, who I'm always happy to see, and he's, mm. he plays Same. creepy very well. Yeah, yeah. a little too well. <laughs> a little too yeah. well. So I, um, so, I mean, you can basically predict, you know, a lot of stuff that's going to happen with him, and when he shows up, I mean, they're basically, you know, writing the, the writing on the wall there. Um, I, you know, I think one of the cornerstones of this series is Patrick Wilson is Vera Farmiga. Um, Patrick Wilson, again, stylish guy. I mean, the 70s, 80s, they look good on Patrick Wilson. I mean, he, he's stylish, man. He's got the nice look, got the hair perfectly nice. You know, especially when they did the, the movies, the first one in the 70s, he had the sideburn. He was rocking the good sideburns. You know what I mean? I was like, wow, you know what I mean? He's dressed nice, you know, hunting demons, you know, but I'm going to make it look good. Then, I appreciate uh, that. Can you yeah, stop shooting your shot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He's not, he's not watching this. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Right, the thirst is fucking real. You know, well, Patrick Wilson. I mean, he's he's in every single movie, but refuses to be famous. So I think I got a shot. So I don't know. I mean, he might, you know, he might be open. You know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know. So I, I think you know. Again, I like Nick said. I think they're one of the best things in it, um, and very much a good cornerstone in it. But I mean, uh, Jenna, what do you, what do you, uh, what did you all think about it? Um, well, I will hand this off to you, ma'am. Um, step up to the mic. Oh, oh, God. So what did you, yeah, what did you, what did you think about this movie in particular, if you could sum it up? Um, I liked it. Uh, there was one scene that scared me in particular, and I think that's when, like, Arnie is losing his mind with Bruno, and, like, he just kind of, like, pops out on top of his girlfriend, and I was like, mm. oh, okay. What? Speak up. I said uh one of my favorite scenes was when Arnie went crazy on Bruno, but then like 
stabbed him a lot because mm. that actually scared me. I think what scared me about it is that I turned away to eat a Rice Krispie and I looked back and <laughs> <laughs> everyone was just, there was a demon coming at him full speed and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I screamed. Apparently my mom heard me scream. Yeah, I heard her scream all the way downstairs. Because <laughs> so. I, I wasn't ready. I was eating a Rice Krispie because I turned away when it was like in that dark dog cage hallway and it was silent for a good 10 seconds so i was like okay nothing's happening so i'm gonna go and then of course when i go to check something that's what happens but that was one scene that scared me um i like i also like the scene where uh the little kid the water bed that's one of the I best crafted scares in like this film and that's the one that felt the most of this franchise because mm. i think like the formula with these scares is all right look over here look over here look over here okay nothing's there and then the jump comes out in a different angle yeah yeah they lull you into thinking that you're safe and that they're just messing with you mm -hmm. <laughs> uh he was like slowly getting off and I'm like, why is he moving? Get off the bed. Like there's nothing there. And then that <laughs> happened and I was like, oh, there's something there. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. What's funny is my parents need to have a water bed. Mm. And that was actually one of my biggest fears was that I would either drown and get like pulled under into the water bed so it was interesting that they would use that particular like most people see water beds they think relaxation mm. nothing really scary it also was another nod to nightmare on elm street yeah, which i'm always here for so mm. that was also like a good another nod but that did scare me because as a child i really thought there was like a dead body inside of my parents water bed so, <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely doesn't do anything new in the jump scare department. Mm. But I mean, mm. if you're watching The Conjuring trying to be actually scared, this is not, I don't ever think The Conjuring was like a scary mm. film series. Uh, it's mm. horror in the traditional sense of you're in tight spaces where you're supposed to escape to, but they're actually not safe. It's traditional horror as in, you know, you have your victim, you have your hero who are the same character who was played by um, Lorraine Warren. So you have your typical, you know, horror tropes, but all in all, I mean, you're, you're looking for a good time, a popcorn film you can watch with your kids instead of seeing them to Sinister. Um, I can watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> I get this, I was screaming. Like yeah, I mean, Sinister's a whole lot. I think Sinister's a the whole lot more. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was. Was <laughs> but yeah, I think I think Conjuring. I'll give it um three out of five times. I said that this shit only happens to white people. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Five times the entire oh. time I was looking up with characters. I'm like, you know, you can like yeah. walk away. Like, yeah. You, you can leave. Like leaving yeah. is an option. Yeah, why don't you like, just leave? If I was like in a situation if I see things in a corner, I'm just gonna be like, all right, closing that door. I'm gonna go take a walk. <laughs> I'm gonna just act like I didn't see that. Yeah. Because unless um, it's like progressively coming after you there's no reason for you to walk towards it like why would you yeah. walk like why 
Yeah. I, it, yeah. There's a lot of plot points in here that were mighty convenient. Like you're not looking for a deep story here, but hmm. I swear to God, I want to see one haunting with a black person in it, and I'm here for it. So. <laughs> I, That'll be I mean, like yeah. five minutes long. They'll see uh, yeah, like the we, first sign, and then they'll just dip. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, I have, I have a joke with my friends where when we, whenever we watch horror movies, we're always like, all right, so right. when, what point in the movie have you already left? Like, would you have already gone? <laughs> and none of us make it out the 10 minute marker. <laughs> we're all, we all said, no, we're done with yeah, this house. I don't care how much money you sunk into it. It's over. We're done. We're out. It's over. Like, <laughs> but. So, all right, I want to. I, I need to um, debate with this man who said the movie was boring, real quick, because uh, it really okay. wasn't. Um, so wait, right. what was your first? What was your first problem with it initially? You said it was predictable. Well, I thought you know a lot of characters, a lot of elements, you know, mm. Um, mm. you know, which is fine, can be predictable if you're entertaining. I just don't think a lot of the stuff was, mm. you know, that very entertaining. Mm. Um, the, the whole character who is possessed who goes through the things, I think he's very boring as a character. Uh, Arnie Johnson, that guy, I thought he wasn't really all that interesting. Um, and again, the whole story itself wasn't that interesting. So that's mm. yeah, that's what I said. So mm. I I yeah. I, I, mm. I agree I agree with you on Arnie because Arnie is very, uh, what's the word? He's very horror movie, like just open and shut. He's he he's is, he is the victim that he is, he is very horror movie milk toast. Yeah. He, he is very generic yeah. horror movie uh, possessed character, but I thought the actor did a good enough job to sell that. Uh, the actor, yeah. is, uh, Rory O'Connor, I think is how you pronounce his name. Yeah, like when he's curled up in a, bar, a ball in the corner, I believe that. <laughs> when he's doing the whole holy water circle, circle around him and he's just like sort of like shaking back and forth, I, I, I bought that. I thought he was decent enough. You know what I'm saying? He, I mean, let's be real. The horror movie victims are usually tools or plot devices. You know what I'm saying? Like that's basically yeah, what right. his job yeah, was usually, to be. I'm not mad yeah, at it, but I think he did a good job. Don't get a lot of. <laughs> and he didn't do anything stupid either. Like when you think about it, aside from the initial like, uh, let me take the curse away. But like, can you blame mm -hmm. him in that moment? That wasn't like stupid. Yeah, it, it, it was just like. I yeah, it was happening to. <laughs> It was happening it was to happening. a little kid. Yeah. And I, by all accounts, I, he loved that. Yeah. And by all accounts, from what we saw. I can't, I'm raising my hand, teacher. Okay. <laughs> what do you have to say? Teacher, <laughs> I'm raising my hand. Okay. Yeah, Jenny, me? go ahead. Yeah. Thank you. I would like to speak to the judge and address the bench. Um, as somebody who loves horror movies, that one thing that Arnie did was the dumbest shit I've ever seen a character do. From really? a writing perspective, it literally was so predictable that I do have to agree with Josh a little bit. It is a little boring because you do see everything coming. And it's like, in reality, fuck that little kid, bruh. <laughs> Check this out. I'm not inviting anything inside of me, especially with COVID. Like, what is your problem? <laughs> like, I know it wasn't a thing back then, but they knew what was up. Like, they didn't trust their government back in the day. So I understand why you think inviting a whole ass demon <laughs> into yourself is like the greatest thing to do. And um, he's probably a Pisces because he has a martyr complex. But go ahead. <laughs> and, like, I don't know 
I feel like after he invited into him, yeah, like everything would be fine. Like right? you invited okay, a yeah, demon inside you that. you're gonna wake up the next day fully out there and happy. Like no, you weren't going to be okay, possessed. Yeah. And you're not gonna have a good time. Yeah, because you decided to be Captain Sable. Yeah, that was kind of my grab this child and be like, take me. Hey, to be fair, to be fair, it seemed like a good length of time passed. He might have just thought like he ate it and just like it was digested in his system or something. I don't know. Uh, he probably thought he pooped it out by now. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, but yeah, she, you know. Yeah, she. Uh, I mean, she raised a good point because that's what I was thinking that he mm. just went back to normal life. You know, well, like it was you know went back. To I'm gonna give him and, the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I'm gonna say he probably gave it like a week and like. Everybody was just like, "Oh, he's he's fine. He's just chilling." And then the the demon who just yeah, was, yeah you because know, is lingering. Yeah, because without yeah without because without giving away spoilers, the Warrens are taken out of commission mm. uh, right as that happens. Mm -hmm. and yeah, true. Exactly what? True. But there, but there is a reason that they didn't get involved right away with that. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, but there, I mean, he could have still gone to them. I mean, it's not like, I mean, Vera Farmiga, you know, she was still up and running. It's, it's just Patrick Wilson that was the one in the hospital uh, because of the, the exorcism. He had the, you know, mm. the the, well, the the demon attacked his heart. She was taking care of him. Attack. Well, he could have went to the hospital and been like, could you just, you know, could you just do that psychic thing real quick? Could you just like wave your hand over me like they do at the airport, you know what I mean? With the, with the, you know what I mean? Kind of just do that kind of thing with the wand. Just kind of do that thing real quick, you know, make sure I'm all good. Give me like a demon STD test or something like that. You know, make sure I'm decent, you know. Sure. You know, did something like Sure. Holy water COVID test. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, up the nose, you know. She could have did it. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, so yeah. I, I wasn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wasn't, yeah. I, she could have did something, you know. He could have went to her, but yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of stuff. I mean, that happens in this. It's just not all that exciting to me, you know. I mean, the mystery I, isn't all that really exciting. I disagree. Um, so that was, I thought. I thought you know where the movie hinges on the whole mystery that this detective story, which I like that angle. Mm -hmm. I just don't know. I don't think they executed it in the proper way. Nick, what, what about you? What do you think? Um. I do kind of agree with you that a lot of the almost everything that happens in this movie is predictable but that's just kind of a staple of this franchise it was like do you really look at the first two movies and mm -hmm. say no nah, i didn't see i did not see that coming mm -hmm. no you, you I think see the, the difference is you know the warrens are going to be fine at the end of it i so the execution i think the execution of this isn't perfect that's, per se that's Yes, this is. But yeah, for me, this is the fun. weakest Conjuring film. Yeah, yeah. But it's still a pretty damn solid horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I and I do like I do like the villain once. Um, are we? Can we spoil? I mean, we pretty much spoiled almost everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> once once the so, villain. Sorry, is, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Once, once the villain is actually introduced, I do find her like a fun villain. Even though she is one dimensional, yes, uh, she has like very plain like, oh, I'm just evil for the sake of being evil. But she's fun with it. Which, like, like her scenes are, her yeah, scenes are, say. yeah, her scenes are well executed to me. Um, especially like when she has the yeah, knife and she's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just execution. That's all. Um, and I and I and I actually like the angle of 
it being grounded. I really, I really dug that because they were just trying to run around proving that, you know, this could potentially even happen. Um, and I like the way it sort of ended still because he like ended up going to jail regardless because that's realistically what would happen. Nobody's, no jury's really buying that story. Let's be real. Well, um, yeah, and that was in white. And that I was mean, in the bottom. I'm, I'm, I'm he, honestly you know, surprised. I mean, it was in the Bible Belt. I'm surprised that the he, that the he lawyer didn't. And it was in the Bible Belt in the 80s. I'm surprised that the lawyer didn't go for like the psycho claim so that, you know, he gets that. He yeah. gets off. Um, but I don't still. Know. Maybe if he killed a killed a black guy, maybe they'd have been different. Maybe, but you know what? Maybe we'll take it. They would have let him out right away. Yeah. They would have said it was you know self-defense. It was, uh, he stood yeah. his ground, you know what I'm saying? I uh, felt threatened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, felt yeah, threatened. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, but. You know, I mean, they would, you know, they would have been like, you know what? Hey, every time I see a black person, the devil enters my body too. So, you know, I get it. I understand, you know. And I, I was about yeah. to say, yeah, they believe the devil exists real quick. Black man. Oh, my God. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, sorry I cut you off there, it Chase. Is, sorry I cut you off there. It is, it is in the Bible Belt, so I can't see yeah. how that defense worked. I don't know. Uh, I had fun with it. It was definitely the most campy that this series has gotten. I mean, like, seriously, at the end, when he's having, like, a minor heart attack or whatever, she has, like, the, the pill conveniently in a locket. Of course she did. Everybody yeah. knew that was coming. Uh, but, like, you know, I, I just think that um, it was fun enough. It wasn't necessarily nearly as scary or attempting to be as scary as the last two, but I think it tied enough together for it to be a decent seven out of ten. Seven, okay. Because it's just like Mid a fun time, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I recently had this discussion when talking about something like Spiral. If you compare mm. that film to other films in the franchise, it's elevated but if you compare it to other just straight up horror movies it's eh, it's meh i'm kind of in the same camp with this just in comparison to the first two films i'd say this is the weakest of the three but even this film it's still pretty solid it's an entertaining horror movie and that i'm giving it a seven out of ten but that's only because the first two for me they're easily an eight or a nine um, I love the performances in here from uh, Vera Famiga and uh, Patrick Wilson. They're the grounding force to uh, put them together in any movie ever, and I am mm. down. Mm. Um, I thought the mystery was intriguing enough. I like that they chose to go with a more like grounded um, uh, murder mystery angle with this film, which is always refreshing. It's always yeah. interesting to see how like franchises and our movies, especially how they grow and how they change. <clears throat> I liked uh, the performance from uh, Rario. I hope I'm not butchering this guy's name. Uh, Ruari O'Connor. Uh, I thought he. I thought he sells the performance of Arnie Johnson very well. I mm. liked his character in the moments that he's introduced, and I liked his interaction with his girlfriend before yeah. he gets possessed. Um, and this movie the scares they're not as well crafted as they are in the first movie but they are still pretty damn effective mm. and i'd also even say like i think they did a good job like the consistent theme within these movies seems to be like a bond of some degree and i think they did a mm -hmm. decent job uh displaying both like 
Because in this film, it was basically romantic love that was the center stage. I think it, I think if they had made like the villain maybe given her sort of like a more fleshed out backstory or like, I mean like they do give her a backstory, but it's not that. Uh, <laughs> but if they gave her a good enough yeah, contrast it, it, to that, to that, then maybe I could have given this an eight because then you were getting somewhere with like a well-rounded cast. But I do think that they do a good job with the theme of uh, rom romantic love. Uh, <laughs> Surviving all. Mm. <laughs> or, <laughs> that's <just> gay. <laughs> Happy Pride Month. That's the gayest shit ever. <laughs> Fuck that love shit, nigga. It's a hot girl summer out here. <laughs> Not everybody's toxic. Uh, <laughs> man, let me tell you right now, I would have left that nigga down there. Okay. Like, no. I, mean, I mean, the funny thing is, that was a very poltergeist. That was also mm. like Josh brought out. That was another nod to poltergeist that kind of like. Mm. family love like i get that each series kind of embodies those horror tropes so i guess that was okay but it was still just like girl mm. i guess for me i wish they would have doubled down like how chase said was more so about her connection mm. but of course the villain wasn't fleshed out because the only way that was able to be broken was she was like open your eyes mm. like it took me a couple of views to be like, oh, that's how she got him, snapped him out of it. Because it cannot be the power of love alone. Mm. Like, if God cannot save y'all, what makes you think your white-ass marriage is strong <laughs> to like? Straight people are a trip. Straight people are so obsessed with themselves. They really think like their marriage hey. is like the key to ending evil. And no, it's not Sarah and John. No, your marriage is not oh strong enough God. to kill demons. So, I mean, I don't know. I think this. <laughs> I think this was a. I think this was a great film, though. I mean, again, I do appreciate. I, I do appreciate the fact that it is. It is entertaining, though. I do mm. wish they had like given us more with the villain. Like I, they just had her look like she came out of a Quaker oatmeal commercial <laughs> in, from H and M. Bags, bags. She had the Salem witch trial. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the fucking Bags. Salem, uh, a Salem collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Where'd American Horror up? Story was like. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, for me, I, I'm, I'm gonna give this a five, uh, strong five, like mm. six out of ten. I'm not hating me. on that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, for, uh, for you know the reasons I said, um, I think the story just lacks the execution of the first two. Mm. Um, I think it lacks the scares and good horror elements of the first two. Mm. Um, I think the story is good angle. I like the like them trying to do the whole investigative detective story angle. Thought that was good. Thought that was a good new approach. Just poor execution. Um, you know, I thought it was just way too predictable, um, and they did nothing kind of with that. Um, and I, I just think that overall, it's just you know, this kind of whole story is just not that interesting. Um, just I, I mean, maybe you'll get some good fun out of it. It's on HBO Max um, mm. and in theater, so if you just want to sit at home and enjoy it, um, I think it's good to just sit at home and maybe if you have HBO Max, um, to just do it. Um, but I know they changed their subscription service, HBO Max. So I know they said like, mm -hmm. okay, you can do nine 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 nine, but that's you can't get the new releases with that. That's mm -hmm. just for the base service. And then there's the, the twelve dollars that people pay for for you get the new releases too with it. So so, um, so be aware, um, you know, in, in which one you pick. Notes, pick. Disney. That's new. Yeah. Take so notes, they, they, Disney. 
Well, I mean, yeah, that is better yeah. than Disney. Disney's asking for $30 individually. That's stupid. Asking, yeah, $30 <laughs> for each individual movie, and they all happen to star an Asian lead. <laughs> yeah. You stupid. You still running yeah. with that joke? <laughs> that joke oh, Emma. Uh, Emma Stone. Wow. <laughs> and and, and um, what's her name, like, too? Um, and um, and ScarJo. Uh, yeah, ScarJo. Scar yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did not partake in that activity. Um, okay. <laughs> I just, it didn't look okay. very interesting. Chase, I still have your login, so maybe I'll like use yeah. it. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, but then I don't know. I mean, I you, did you pay the $30? We're not discussing that <laughs> on live. Uh, but I do have okay, other means. Okay, so you're broke. Okay. I, I do have means that in, that I can link you up with <laughs> to watch That's it. That's fine. Hey, listen, I'm a big fan of Cody. Shout out to Cody. Allegedly, Cody allegedly, is. support support uh, the official release. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of but it's a fun uh, movie, I mean, though. No, I, it just didn't. It didn't look interesting. It's okay. a fun movie. I don't take. Don't come into it expecting it. Was it though? It. Was it though? Don't come into it expecting it to be a good movie, but expect it to be a fun movie. And I think you'll have a yeah, good it's, time. Because it's, gotcha. it's okay. ridiculous. It's 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 insane. <laughs> like, yeah. It's insane, but it's earnest in its insanity. Yeah, yeah. It knows it's insane, yeah. which is probably the best part about it. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was hard. I mean, I love Emma. Emma Stone. Emma. Emma Stone. Or yeah. the other one, Emma. Thank you. I love Emma Stone, but I just couldn't really see her as a villain. Mm. Um, and it looked like she was just playing it over the top a lot. So for me, well, she's kind of it was a it was a no for me, dog. So <laughs> she she's she kind of like an anti over the top, but she sells it really well. Yeah, she's not as villainous oh. as she as we know her in like uh, Dalmatians, um, but. Got you. You, you yeah. can sort of Dal see where Dalmatian, she sort of becomes that. Yeah, Dalmatian, yeah. she's the original Karen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So uh, moving on from discussion, we're going to discuss The Conjuring. Going to discuss, uh, get into the prediction segment. So um, each of us is going to go around and kind of make predictions about what we think is going to happen in Fast and Furious 9. If we come up with some of our best predictions. Um, and some of the best mm -hmm. kind of things that we think are going to happen. So um, I'll start. I'll go around um, to, and then after me, it's going to be Chase, and then Nick, and then Jenna. Um, okay, so here's some of my top predictions here. I wrote them down here. So the way they'll explain Han's death. Um, so you see in the trailer, Han is back now. So I think it's either going to be one or two things. I think one, um, they might do the Michelle Rodriguez thing where they, you know, mm. supposedly she was dead, but then she just had a blowback from mm. the car and then she had amnesia. So there might be a situation like that because the way Han died, he was in a car and then you see the car blow up behind Jason Statham as he's like walking away from the car. So they might have it where he like crawled out in some crawl space, like in the backseat of the car or out of that. <laughs> and then he's just been laying low this whole time. Um, another theory, they might be, you know, dumb enough to do this. They might say that it's his twin brother. They might do that. I'm I'm putting That's money very soap on, opera. <laughs> I'm putting money on twin brother. 
Yeah, I can yeah, see it. So that's that's what I'm going. Uh, that's what I'm going with twin brother. Um, and then okay, um, I'm also gonna say so. This may be an obvious one. Mm. Uh, Vin Diesel and uh, Jason and uh, not Jason Statham uh, and John Cena. They're gonna team up obviously to, to fight Charlie Theron. They're gonna realize that family is the most important thing above all. Absolutely. Uh, and they're gonna team and they're gonna team mm -hmm. up and they're gonna fight Charlie Theron. <laughs> um, I think that because they say that this is supposed to be this is supposed to start a new trilogy of movies that's supposed to close it out officially. What? So this is like so they're what? gonna do three more. <laughs> so they're gonna do three more after this. Basically, they're gonna do so. This is gonna be the first one. They're gonna maybe do two more after this. And um, I didn't realize that so there was a Fast and Furious trilogy. Okay. Like, like well, I didn't gonna, realize that the. Do, uh, were the original three supposed to be like okay the sort of quote unquote grounded no, no, reality no, 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 no. trilogy and then the other like no, 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 six no, no. are like the uh now the first two were <laughs> now the now the first one was just meant to be like point break but with cars the yeah. second one it's kind of like the meant to like continue the grounded one mm. but they had to retool it because vin diesel refused to come back for the sequel and then the third movie originally tokyo drift was supposed to go straight to video hmm. but the people at uh universal at the time they went to vin diesel they asked him to do the cameo and he agreed on the condition that he gets the rights to riddick hmm. which is why we got chronicles of riddick and the third riddick movie after that they decided to like soft reboot it with the fourth one and that's when justin lynn went on to direct like the next three okay Okay. So they're going to do kind of like a one to close it out of mm. these kind of new series. So they're going to do one to close it out. So that, um, so with Charlize Theron, I think, I don't think she's going to die in this one <laughs> or something mm. like that. I think she might be put in prison, but then in the sequel, they're going to break her out and then she's going to mm -hmm. join up with some other big person in the sequel. Um, so that's kind of my predictions for that. So Chase, what do you got? okay so yeah i'm calling it now they're gonna like do like a league of villains for the last movie um <laughs> but injustice <laughs> <laughs> like, but sinister six for dude bros yes yes exactly but before we get there on uh, this movie we're going to the moon and you want to know how i know this right you know how conveniently mm -hmm. right conveniently right uh, the government confirms that there's UFOs as soon as uh, Fast and Furious is about to hit space. I think mm -hmm. those UFOs, the aliens, are going to be in this movie. Okay? Hear me out. Hear me oh, out. Okay. Hear me out. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be a sci-fi <laughs> trilogy from now on. So then we're going to get like a... So it's going to be like, right, right? This movie is with the aliens. The next movie, of course, Jurassic Park. And then the third one is going to be like some type of like, I don't even know at this point because they're like superheroes. Um, but it's going to be like some like ultra like Space Jam type beat. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like Space Jam 2 type beat um, where like they're like uniting like all the properties that WB owns or like they're owned by WB, right? Who are they owned by? No. Uh, Universal. They're owned Universal? by Universal. They're gonna do a universal mm -hmm. full collab and we're gonna get the universal multiverse of madness 
and that's gonna be the final mm, Fast and Furious. Cross. Everybody's gonna be driving cars. Like you're gonna see a Raptor <laughs> in a car. Um, you're gonna see. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna see, see who blue from Jurassic. You see blue yeah. from Jurassic World driving yeah. like a GTR. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who else does Universal own? I'm, I'm blanking right now. They own Harry they Potter, own right? Monsters. They no, own the the, the Dark Universe. The Dark Universe? Yeah, they the own monsters, Drac so, yeah, Dracula. Like, yeah. Mm. So yeah, you're going to see Dracula. Like, you're going to see Dracula in a car. And he's going to be racing Vin Diesel at night. Um, yeah. and <laughs> it's going to be the wacky races. Yeah, I don't know, dude. This this movie's stupid, but it can't be. But somehow, 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 some way, they're gonna make it stupider than what I just do at you guys. So, you know, uh, we'll see. Uh, you guys okay. have any predictions, uh, Nick? Okay, so we know they're going to space in this one. Yeah. My prediction: they go to the moon, uh -huh. and on the dark side of the moon, they discover the wreckage from mm. Transformers. And that's okay. where they find Optimus Prime and Bumblebee and all the Transformers. They're and going to that's like Transformers. the 10th the, the tenth movie. They're gonna cross over with Transformers, and at the end of the movie, they're gonna have a barbecue with Optimus Prime. Yo. And they unite against the <laughs> fucking sinister six of the Fast and Furious villains. So <laughs> you like see. Charlie Theron's coming back, Idris Elba's coming back. You're gonna see uh, Idris Elba riding on Ryan Megatron. Come back <laughs> as the big villain. You're gonna see Charlie Theron get a pilot star scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna see Charlie Theron on like a on like a raptor or whatever, because you know they're gonna do the Jurassic World collab. So why not? Um... Yeah. <laughs> and the fi final movie is where they're gonna the final movie is where they're gonna introduce time travel. Yes. And they're going to have to like go back to the first movie and stop Brian from interfering with the case because somehow that's how everything got fucked up. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they like kill Vin they like kill Vin Diesel in one of these movies and they have to go back in time to save him. So they're going to do what like Snyder real, every time another character gets like a certain <laughs> yes, every time a character gets a certain plot point, mm. Vin Diesel, the next movie, he has to be he's like, I want that. Mm, like, true, with true, the, true. the fourth one, remember when uh, Letty died and the she came back as a villain? Mm. Vin Diesel, like, yeah, I want that. I want that <laughs> plot. Also, <laughs> in this movie, Charlize Theron is going to die, but mm. the next one, she's going to come back as Furiosa. Mm. She's gonna come back with the shaved head and with the bionic arm. And then, wait, so the world that they're trying to prevent is Mad Max. Yes! <laughs> we're, we're on the same wavelength. Uh, Jenna, what, what wavelength. about you? <laughs> <laughs> what I, you know, Let's I get stupid Universal. Let's go. Why not? Why not? I tried. I tried to, like, secretly Wikipedia binge read all of these films. First off, I didn't know there was nine installments. Like my daughter who magically disappeared because she was tired and was over it. <laughs> I may have to join her soon because I didn't know there was nine okay. of these. And so <laughs> since I only watched up to Tokyo Drift, I have not seen any of them after mm. Tokyo Drift. My prediction, if, if well, no, I lied. Us, I think I saw the one where Letty came back as Terminator. 
Mmm. A Terminator <laughs> If you want to fuck with somebody in a coma... Yeah. yeah. If you want to fuck with someone in a coma, just show them the first movie, put them in a coma, and then show them, like, the seventh or eighth less. movie. Mm. It's like, yeah, these are <laughs> the same franchise. Yeah. yeah, somehow, some way, this is... Yeah. This is the same world. I don't know how, but they just are. They're just built differently. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> the predictions in these movies, I think that Letty mm. is going to die. Mm. Uh, and Dom is going to become the god of war because <laughs> Ares killed Letty mm. okay, and took his son. So he's going to become the God of War. Mm. And then we're going to finally get the God of War movie that we all kind of deserve. That's going to be like, th this is going to be hailed as one of the greatest video game movies that is the video game movie. I think that's where it's going to go. <laughs> I feel like they're going to take the traditional action route of, I'm going to kill off your lover and then we're going to set you out on this adventure and then somehow he's going to get supernatural powers. Because this is going to expand into the whole universe where somehow, some way, this is going to cross over into the Suicide Squad somehow with Joker. And they're going to have to call on Hobbs and Shaw. And they're all going to have to come together. They're going to be like the new Avengers, like the new Justice League. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> Blades of chaos are made from a Dodge Charger. Yes, Nick. That's. Yes. Come on. You know you see it. His son, which is the new God of War series, so he got to mm. teach his son. Like, you know what I mean? And Paul Walker is somehow going to come back as Jesus, right? <laughs> <laughs> his disciples. He's been this the whole time. The third so, day like, he rose. <laughs> the third Lady's movie. Gonna... The third movie <laughs> he rose. <laughs> yep. Yep. Let's go. Yep. And it's like all it. going to end. The mid credit scene is going to end with Dom as the God of War mm. knocking on the door of John Wick. Mm. Okay. Mm. Because he's <gasps> like, somebody killed my dog. Mm. And him and John Wick are going to start it up. And behind you, you're going to see like the whole assemble of Dom and Jesus who is Paul Walker <laughs> and John Wick gonna, they're going to take a family photo to find who <laughs> kills be, his I, dog it's so, going yeah. to be like it's going to be a slow motion walk set mm. to like whatever track Ludacris puts out and somehow movie. some way Facts. what actually happens yeah. is going to be so much dumber <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they do um, it every movie every movie this I was surprised that I was uh, waiting for Dom to right. I was waiting for Dom to actually show up. I'll let you go, Josh, at the end of the movie of the conjuring though, and talk about how it's family that is the thing that kills demons. Yeah. So I you it never know, kill. man. You, you know might just demons. get to that level. You, they had to cut that scene for time. You, you know what kills demons. Yeah. <laughs> you know what kills yeah. demons? DVD VCR combos. <laughs> right. Uh, but yes, when does this come uh, out, Josh? So movie, when does this movie release? Oh, uh, let's see here. So it's going to come out uh, June 25th. So yeah, so uh, okay. 21 days from now it's going to come out. Um, so we will, uh, we will do that. Um, yeah. Um, Jenna wanted to come on, so I'm not going to be here uh, June 25th. Um, so Jenna, if you want to come on and uh, someone else come on uh, just to discuss uh, Fast and Furious 9, that'd be great. 
um, and see if yes, our predictions were. Where are you out. going? Uh, um, it's just like a work trip. You're on vacation, uh, Josh. You coming to see trip? me? No, definitely. Your last definitely work trip a, was in Dubai. Where are you going? Yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely not Dubai. I'll tell you uh, that. Damn. It's definitely not something like that. <laughs> um, you going yeah, to Cleveland? You don't sound it. Like you don't sound happy. Uh, no, 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 it's not. Uh, it's not going to be a good experience, but whatever. Okay. Uh, uh, so it is yeah. Cleveland. Uh, okay. So I'll be going for that. Yeah. I was going to say, if it is I Ohio, mean, let Cleveland. me know. I will drive to see you. I'll drive to see you. <laughs> yeah, I mean. At least you know Cleveland has the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. At least it's something like that. But you're gonna go there every uh, but, day for um, a whole month. All right. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Anything I can do to slander um, all right. Cleveland. So, uh, yeah. Um. All right. So, uh, moving on from discussing that. Oh, uh, mm. also, I'm going with over under car chases in Fast mm. and Furious Nine. I'm going with nine. I think it's gonna be nine <laughs> car chases. So I think I think I'm thinking um, I'm thinking 81 because nine times nine you have to go over you know what I'm saying? Okay. Mm. (laughs) Okay, I think there's gonna be three major car chases in this. Yeah, yeah. But (laughs) there's gonna be there's gonna be 90 90 Mm. stunts where you know that motherfucker should be dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every one of those Vin is gonna be flexing. In, in... <laughs> oh. And then um magically I've the sleeves like this. of his like, shirt that... are just gonna disappear. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> um because so you see in the scene also in the trailer with Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I mean well that's uh, that's the lifestyle, man. That's what you gotta leave. Yeah. Um, serving Corona at the wedding, um, you know the beer, not the disease, but you know. Um, so, um, that was cool. So you see that? Yeah, so I cl- think, like, uh, we have to clarify that now in 2021. Yeah. Um, so I see. So in the trailer, you see Vin Diesel catch a car. So I think the suits that they have, those GI Joe suits that he had, he caught a car with. I think he's gonna get that from. The Kurt Russell character that was in like the, the seventh one or the eighth one or something like that. So, yeah, I got this new military tech or something like that. Um, that's gonna explain it's, it. So, and it's the um, same suits but, from uh Hoth and Shaw that made mm. uh Idris Selva super strong, mm. yeah. Okay, uh, no, but he was like he was like experimented on, he was like turning like a robot. But so, wait, like they're that. gonna get the super soldier serum, okay. Pretty much, yeah. Something yeah. or no, suit or something. It's gonna get explained that they've had this super soldier serum the whole time, and that's why sure. gravity and physics don't work on them. Maybe they just have superpowers. They just control gravity. I'm saying. Maybe this is just yeah. like an alternate Earth where humans beings are just more durable. Hmm. Well, obviously, so I mean, if the rock, he can literally push a rocket with one hand. <laughs> He can just push a whole rocket. I mean, can, like, I, mean I get he's the, I get he I get he, wait. Nuke. What makes you think he can't do that in real life? Have you seen that man? True. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he is. He is the rock. Have you seen yeah. That man? Uh, but yeah. Um. So to move on to our hot take segment, so I'm gonna let Jenna. I'm gonna see what she thinks uh, about this. So um. Okay. So a actor in a character in a movie that had roughly 15 mm-hmm. minutes in it. Um, who do you think who's a character in a movie that that was in 15 minutes, roughly around that time, 
and basically had the biggest impact on the movie? Oh, uh, do, 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 I'm trying to think. Uh, 15 minutes. Um, well, you want to know what's funny? I was actually rewatching the Matrix series. And I think for me, I would like to talk about the Oracle. I think, I don't know who that actress is. Uh, the old lady, the old lady, because I was rewatching that well, series re- just mm-hmm. to see um, if it could like still hold up or was it corny or not. Mm. Go ahead. Now, what was your question? Hello. Uh, no, I was. Well, they did replace the actress because the actress passed away after the first one. Mm. Um, so there was two actresses that played her. So here, uh, the first one that played her, I have wow. up here, Gloria Foster. And then yeah. Mary Alice played That's who I'm talking Matrix about. Revolution. Mm. Okay. The first one, Gloria. Mary Fox. Alice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. Those are two different people. Wow. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Uh, I didn't peep that. Well, rest in peace to the original lady. Um, and same yeah. with Mary Alice. I mean, for me, the when I rewatch those films, <laughs> they're really corny now to me. But her character in particular, although she wasn't in a whole bunch of them and she wasn't on there for a super long time, I actually wish we could have gotten more into her backstory. I'm kind of irritated that we never got that character fully fleshed out. Like We were all on, on uh, Lawrence Fishburne's ball sacks the entire time. <laughs> but I feel like the Oracle was right. just a lot more than just the, the archetype of the old crone. You know what I mean? Mm. And she, when she, especially in the first one, um, when she came on, it just she just took the film in a different tone. Like her acting, like she took it serious, but she also kind of added a majesticalness to it. It reminded me of what I wanted out of uh, that movie with Oprah Winfrey and Ava DuVernay, whatever that was, A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I wanted her to be in that film, so I feel like she would have made it better. Her acting, like she just brought something to the screen. Uh, another character, he wasn't really 15 minutes because he's high key throughout the whole movie, but it's when he comes on screen and it's the guy from The Mummy. Uh, <laughs> I forgot his name. Um, he's uh, he's kind of like the slapstick character who always messing with O'Connell. He kind of makes uh, friends with the enemy. Y'all know what I'm talking Y'all see The Mummy? Yeah, I'm not a fan of the mummy yeah, with the, uh, uh, John Rachel Hanna. Weiss one, and uh, uh, John Hanna. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. No, not John Hanna. He's um, he is. Hold on, sorry, I gotta look up his name because he's he's one of the cast, but he's like an asshole. Um, an I don't asshole. remember his name. What does he look is like? It, he's like he's like the fucking oh, slapstick. About- he's the dumb one. Uh, you talking about? I mean, that's the only dumb one. He was always fucking with him. He was like, "I'm weak." Was, <laughs> I think I think that was John Hanna. No, it was. Um, I think you're thinking of this guy. Are you? No, it wasn't John Hanna. He was like, he was like one of the villains. Um, Are you talking about him? Are you talking about Benny? Arnold? Is that what his name Benny. is? Whoever uh, plays Benny, that guy who plays Benny, Arnold Boss. Um, Oh, uh, Kevin James. Is Jan that his Connor name? Is the actor's name? 
That is that his yeah. name? Yes. Kevin I didn't Hart know his like real name because he looked like Yes, that that's his name. Yes. His his interactions okay. actually with Brendan Fraser reminded me of like what made that funny because him and Benny were like always running into each other at random points of the film. Mm. But whenever Benny was on screen, it actually made the movie a lot funnier. Cause you guys talk about John Hanna, but John Hanna's on there for more than 15 minutes. He's throughout the whole goddamn series. <laughs> so, um, but the guy who plays Benny, whenever he gets on screen, he actually steals the screen because he's just so like one minute he is kind of like goofy or whatever. And then when shit starts popping off, he's like, no, nah, I'm getting the fuck up out of here. Um, mm. And so he actually made That's that character, one. even though it was super goofy, it provided the, yeah, it, he like provided a better comic relief than John Hanna, mm. uh, even though he was a little bit over the top, but he also grounded it because he was like, when he started running, he was like, it's the curse. It's, he was like, no, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And I was like, I kind of feel him. So I don't know. <laughs> those are like two people I can think of off the top of my head where in two different drastically different genres but two characters that show that because i took acting i went to acting school and it's just like it doesn't oh. matter how long you're on screen it's just about how you command the screen mm. and both of them commanded the screen in different ways but these were two characters that i was way more interested in whenever they got on screen than mm. their counterparts so shout out to benny <laughs> for me <laughs> character i love how you guys are mm, for me, a character that kind of sounds similar to no, I think that those character are two from... really good. Characters. Yeah, those are two really good off the wall picks. Yeah, well, but oh, for me, thank you. a character that kind of reminded me of uh, that character you're describing in the Mummy was Lil Rel in um, Get Out. Um, the uh, <laughs> the the best friend of uh, I can't remember the character's name right now. Um, but the best oh, uh, friend character, Chris, I think, was the character's name. Yeah, yeah, he was. I think the, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, he was always hilarious when yeah. he was on screen, and he was kind of like the voice of reason. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. He was end. the audience, really. He was oh, the God, audience. <laughs> and he only has like fifteen minutes, <laughs> like, like, he, and I think he used his fifteen minutes wisely because he was the comic relief that kind of eased tension but he also provided like look like these people are crazy like he, he provided the answers that we wanted to give chris throughout the film <laughs> uh yeah. yeah and he also saved the day you know he did yeah he's t-s motherfucking a okay <laughs> we handle shit uh but i don't right? know i i couldn't really think of anybody else i just watch anime i don't watch mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nick. Okay, so uh, yeah, I have uh, two that come to mind right away. Um, my favorite one is uh, Jason Statham's character in Spy in the mm. Melissa McCarthy movie because mm. he's reminded me a lot of his turn in Furious Seven, just in how much like. Uh, so for Furious Seven, I think like that's essentially the Roadrunner movie. The crew is is the roadrunner and jason statham is wiley coyote he's just trying to find them and he shows up everywhere they're at and in <laughs> spy he does it in the most hilarious way doing self-referential to his own career and some of the <laughs> insane stories that he tells it was like i've I, i've eaten enough microchips and shat them back out in order to build a computer <laughs> once appeared convincingly <laughs> in front of congress as barack obama <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I once drove a car on top of a train while it was on fire. Not the car. <laughs> I was on fire. <laughs> I'm pretty sure in those scenes he was just describing crank. <laughs> yeah. But it showed that the guy has comedic chops. He can be mm. hilarious with the right direction. And I feel like that's kind of set the tone for like this latter half of his career. He's like kind of taken himself less seriously, mm. um, allowing him to be more in more comedic parts, like in Hobbs and Shaw, or something mm. inherently ridiculous like The Meg. Mm. Uh, the other one I think is the most important one with the least screen time is uh, uh, Taika Waititi as Hitler in Jojo Rabbit. Because I think in total, if you like count his screen time, it comes out to like less than 10 minutes. But he is also oh, wow. kind of the most important character in that. He's like the voice for Jojo of kind of like what it is to be a Nazi and who he is as a person and what he thinks is like what it, what it, what he thinks is to be good. At that time, he wants to be a Nazi. But throughout the journey, he like slowly realizes that yeah this is fucking stupid i'm i'm done and then the most satisfying ending to a movie where he just says fuck off hitler and kicks <laughs> him out a window <laughs> um i think that's a, that's a very good pick as well yeah i mean he's only in that movie for uh, a little bit and well and jojo rabbit was a very excellent movie um as well um in this a lot of great so this came from um uh, twitter uh there was a person uh on twitter um, named Nina Lee. Um, so she came up with kind of this uh, this tweet and it had a huge reaction on there. It went very, very viral. A lot of suggestions, a lot of people, uh, things put. Somebody did mention Lil Ro Howery um, as a suggestion. Mm. Somebody did mention him. Um, somebody, you know, they mentioned uh, the, the witch from Wizard of Oz. Um, they mentioned mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. as well as uh, uh, Spider from Goodfellas, Boba Fett from Star Wars. Mm. Uh, uh, you always gotta put that nerd shit in there. People gotta put that nerd shit. Um, <laughs> Boba Fett. Boba Fett, Fett literally and, had like and, two minutes, <laughs> and everybody yeah, is on his. You know, dude. but <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, very much big impact. Mm. Uh, somebody made a, a great uh, suggestion. Um, Parasite, uh, the mm. guy who's living uh, underneath uh, the place, uh, the guy who's the husband to the uh, the maid that was there. I think that's mm. a very, very great oh, suggestion. Yeah, you know, yeah. Very, yeah. Very, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, very, huh. uh, very great impact on the movie. Did he? Um, I thought he at least, I, at least like, he was in the majority of like that yeah. second a half, you know? Yeah, he was so in multiple parts of the story. Yeah, so I don't think it was just 15 minutes. Like, I think he kind of broke yeah. the 15 minute. Mm. I got yeah, we'll see. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. You gotta do the math on it. You gotta go back and. and I mean, movies like the, screen time <laughs> the movie was like an hour forty. He said he, the math ain't mathing. The math ain't mathing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, movie, the movie is like two and a half hours long. Parasite is not a short movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So somebody, I would, I would say for me, I think Catherine Hahn in the visit. Uh, she played the mother hmm. in that movie. Um, and that's the M. Night Shyamalan film. That's kind of when she was kind of doing, uh, when M. Night Shyamalan was kind of doing his comeback uh, mm -hmm. a little bit like that. And, you know, that's when he started to move like Split. And they were like, oh, well, maybe M. Night Shyamalan is good again. Then he did Glass. And I was like, okay, no, he's not. Um, let's, nope. let's forget that. Um, man, uh, but now that you're Kevin Hahn. 
You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm gonna cut that uh, out because I might I might get a job to, from him. We, <laughs> we want yeah. to leave him alone, but he makes it so easy to fuck with him. I might need a job from him, so let's let let's cut that M Night Shyamalan slander yeah. out. <laughs> uh, but I, she played the uh, the the mom in that um, where she was basically on a Zoom call, Skype mm. call with with her kids. Um, I thought she did a very good job in, in the limited time she had, especially now. Catherine Hahn is really kind of coming up um, after WandaVision. Seems like I think that's going to be really great for her career. A lot of people mm-hmm. that she's you know going to put her in things and and recommend her for stuff. I think it's going to be really good for her, you know, that she was in WandaVision. So that'd be oh, one of my this things. is the one with the grandparents. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that yeah, was actually yeah, pretty. That one was scary. scary. I didn't, that was scary. Mm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, no you're yeah. good. So, I mean, you guys all had some really, really great suggestions. Uh, I thought, yeah. Um, yeah, very good. Do, uh, do you want to see what some other more people put? Um, they have some other ones. A lot of people put Drew Barrymore um, from Scream in here. Um, oh, yeah. Of course. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah uh, Janet Lee. Kind of like the Wes Craven thing is like the most the most famous person. You kill them in the, like the first 10 minutes of the movie. The, the person who's yeah. ostensibly going to be our final girl. You kill them right away. Yeah, uh, Janet uh, Lee. They have her from Psycho. That. Mm. Oh, oh he's, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So her. Yeah. So that's an iconic one. Everybody, you know, knows that movie for, you know, killing her off in the first, mm. you know, kind of like 15, 20 minutes of the movie. Uh, that's a very iconic one. Yeah. So it's like racing Matthew McConaughey and Wolf on Wall Street. Some people <laughs> suggested that. Um, you know, that's another great one. I think. Um, so yeah, yeah, very, very, you know, a lot of great suggestions. I think, yeah, it was, I think that was a great kind of tweet there, put it mm-hmm. out there. Um, another one, um, so we're gonna get it a little negative here. Um, if you could actor, um, and put, uh, put them in the film, uh, wh- how would they ruin it? Um, is the general sense. So if you kind of could put an actor in the film and kind of ruin that film, kind of what would you do? So, Nick, uh, do you have any suggestions there? Hmm. Okay, I'll uh, start a little positive. Um, you take American Beauty, but you replace Kevin Spacey with Christopher Plummer. You mm. make that movie infinitely okay. more rewatchable because, again, Plummer's not a creep. And he's uh, he's got he's got a new job. So Kevin Spacey, he's he's got himself <laughs> he's back and got himself a nice job again. Yeah, yeah which. Yeah, which is on the nose because he's playing uh, from the description, it's a detective that gets wrongfully accused of pedophilia. Mm. So much for cancer culture. I'm gonna miss, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss a... the Kevin Spacey holiday special. <laughs> dude, that dude is so weird. <laughs> he was never playing a character, by the way. I think he was just being himself in every role that he was in. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess being, I mean, being act, being an actor is easy if you just you're already in the mode. I guess. If you're already you know I mean? insane, just, yeah, I'm just, sure. <laughs> you're already a monster. Yeah, yeah. It's just easy. must be easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You have nothing to tap into if that's just you. <laughs> uh, I don't even know. I don't so even know how to answer your... this. I, I guess I, I don't know. Put Tommy Wiseau in there, but then like Tommy Wiseau's funny, so like. <laughs> 
you don't really ruin the movie you kind of just make it funny <laughs> you make it watchable for a different reason <laughs> you replace uh tommy Wiseau in marriage story oh my god that would be character. perfect that would be perfect do you know every, how that every day i wake up and i hope you're dead <laughs> that joint that they turned that into a meme to where like they cut it to where he says every day I wake up and then he just cuts there and he hates waking up. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Yeah, no, Tommy own marriage story would actually be kind of ideal, kind of perfect. Um, but yeah. uh, Jenna, do you have anything? <laughs> for the wrong uh, reasons? The only thing I can think of. Hmm. Let me record this actually. The only thing I can think of, for some reason this came to mind. Uh, if you replace Kristen Bell and forgetting Sarah Marshall with Melissa McCarthy, absolutely not. And it's not because of her weight. It's because Melissa McCarthy cannot do, she just, her comedy just doesn't make me laugh like at all. like. Put, I want to yeah, see we, we because reviewed, I want to uh, see her in a rom com. Mm. But Kristen Bell's character yeah, we, we is yeah, and Kristen Bell's is just that character she plays is so it can, it could be so over the top that mm. I feel like she just wouldn't mm. have the nuance that even Kristen Bell brought to it mm. that was needed for that character. I just don't think she yeah, can do like, rom. I don't think she can yeah. do comedy. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I mean, I mean there are there are Melissa McCarthy <laughs> movies I like. Like I really like Spy, mm. and I like Bridesmaids for what it was. Everything mm. that she does with yes. her husband is yeah. trash, trash. Throw it in a dumpster fire, burn every single reel, destroy the code that is embedded on every single streaming service. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I. I... I think I think with her it depends on her director. But even then it, it goes back to like the question that we're probably gonna be talking about coming up is just like, you know, is it really it's not always sometimes the actor's fault, it's sometimes the director's fault. You know? Or a lot of times it's the director's yeah. fault. Because they give the final say on these yeah, terrible you, performances. <laughs> They're like, Oh yeah, yeah, this is good. Yeah, this is good. This is yeah, it. Yeah, you, you could you could be the group. You could be the greatest actor on earth, but if you don't have the right script or the right mm. director, then you can still look like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's why I think it was interesting that I even picked Forgetting Sarah Marshall because, like I said, Christian Bell's character, mm. she's not a very likable character, but she's mm. also, it was just something about Kristen Bell's, her expressions and her comedic timing mm. that kind of made it be mm. like, oh yeah, bitch, you're like relatable. I don't like you, but not to the point where you're annoying. And yeah. I just don't think that she would make yeah, those she, type yeah. of acting choices yeah, when it comes yeah. to playing a character that's yeah. like unlikable, but you can like her still. I don't think she's very good at making those type of characters. Yeah, because yeah. she goes yeah. over the top Sarah, usually. Yeah, Sarah Marshall. She, yeah, Sarah Marshall. She's an unlikable character, but she's realistically unlikable. But mm. it, why that movie yeah. works is because we all know somebody likes like Sarah Marshall. We know mm. people like this, and yeah. I agree with you. Melissa McCarthy doesn't with uh, that style of comedy and how that kind of film was made. 
Melissa McCarthy would have destroyed that film. She would yeah. have cho- probably gone way over the top and just kind of like taken away some of that groundedness that makes a movie like Forgetting Sarah Marshall work. Yeah, we've seen her play unlikable characters too. And I, don't, I mean, I granted, I don't know if they're, they were meant to be unlikable, but you know. <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't hit that range where like she's charismatically unlikable <laughs> yeah no no Melissa oh McCarthy you know what just randomly unlikable characters what but you're supposed yeah. to like them because guess what she's fat and she falls down <laughs> a lot yeah uh that uh, was not Gina, i don't know why this randomly popped into my head uh christopher walken instead of nicholas cage and ghost rider don't know why I wouldn't. I feel like I'm with doing what Nick did is I actually would like to see Christopher Walken as Ghost Rider instead of Nick. It's, it's like quote it's quote unquote yeah. ruining the movie. I think Christopher Walken would make a badass. Yeah, no. no. Exactly. No. It's Christopher fucking Walken. Who wouldn't want to see him? Yeah, no, I'd pay money to see him. my penance stare. <laughs> you get Al Pacino. Uh-huh. Al Pacino from Heat. As the Ghost Rider, pushing down a Raiders. Oh my God! You got your head all the way up. <laughs> no, neither <laughs> one of the neither one of those choices ruined the movie for me. I think I kind of just want to see those. Like I want to go to the uh, the alternate universe where those movies exist now. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's one out there. There has to be an alternate universe where both of them got casted. Individually, uh, I need that. Uh, but I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think of one myself. So one that would kind of ruin the movie. Um, mm. I think Jet Li instead of Jackie Chan and Rush Hour would kind of ruin that movie. I don't think it'd be mm. a big of a hit. Yeah, place them too. Yeah, I, um, I think. Yeah, I think because, Jet Li. You make that Rush Hour. It's less of a comedy and more of a straight-up action movie. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot worse because at the time, Jet Li was still, like, working on his English. And Jackie Chan was relatively fluent at the time. Yeah, yeah. Plus, like, Jackie had... So I think a it... lot of a harder sell. Jackie had done comedy before, too, though. That's it. That's, that's mm. the thing. Like... Yeah, everyone yeah, I don't calls know. You know, Jackie Chan like the the action star, but really he's more like uh, Kung Fu Buster Keaton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I see yeah. that. I see that. Yeah. Especially, yeah, no. I, yeah, that. I mean, that's what he based his movies off of. Mm. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just don't think the chemistry would be the same. Mm. Um, what do you say? What, really? Yeah, he but yeah, he based his movies off of uh, Buster Keaton and mm. uh, uh, Charlie Chaplin and things like that. I can uh, see he was that. Doing it. So he used to watch films from like the thirties, thirties and twenties and things mm. like that, and then he would adapt them in the way he would do things. Uh, yeah, so he's very you know inspired by a lot of that stuff like that uh, from that era. Okay. Um, but yeah, okay. I mean, Here's I just don't think one. you know. Oh. Oh, oh no! Go I ahead. got a real easy one. Uh, that yeah. actually does ruin the movie. Uh, Finn Jones as Cole Young in Mortal Kombat. You Finn Iron Jones Fist to play the Cole Young character. <laughs> Iron Fist. Oh, that's his name. Oh, that's the character. Oh, that's the actor's name. Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah, the yeah. actor's name. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah, oh, going... Replace him with Louis Tan. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, man. I mean, to be fair, 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 to be fair. I mean, can, 
to be fair. He Lewis Lewis wasn't really given much to act with. So, you know, it really wouldn't have I mean, changed anything. Really... It would have just been like, oh, now he now you just have to somehow explain the scorpion tie in somehow, some way. But because yeah. uh, <laughs> he because Finn I mean, don't look really a lick of uh, that movie anymore. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's one of them. Yeah, cut, out, really. cut, out Asian, cut out Sub-Zero entirely. Hmm. But you can't do that. that I mean, I, I don't mean, know if you can ruin that movie. That's the thing. I just don't know if you can ruin it anymore. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, it's already pretty ruined. Okay. I mean, I mean, you, it's already a wet sandwich. <laughs> I mean, what you gonna do? I mean, throw it down a gutter? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's already pretty bad already. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much more you can add to it. Um, it's like know, it's like fun but, bad uh, though. Uh, it's it's a good fun bad. For me, for me, it's fun uh, bad. Uh, I, I, I mean, yeah. Uh okay, all right. Uh, I I don't think it really would have changed much though, cause cause Cole Young doesn't do much at all. (laughs) He doesn't he isn't really given much. It'd just be like, it'd be the same movie, Um, but like more like, but then, but just whitewashed, (laughs) basically. Um, okay, so uh, move on from that real quick. So we're gonna round it out with the whole uh is acting easy mm-hmm. um anyone do uh, you think anyone can do it so i'm just gonna go around uh, no. <laughs> uh nick what, what do you think about that uh, nick. it's kind of one of those questions i think anyone can do it the question is can you do it well and not everybody can mm. and because there is there's like a difference from just playing pretend mm. and just like faking an emotion and co- convincingly uh, portraying said emotion. Mm-hmm. There, there's a difference. There's a giant fucking difference that takes years of, of practice and training that not a lot of people that not a lot of people understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think there are two variables that matter most when it comes to acting. It is the director and the role. Um, mm. you can look at say like the movie that we that we reviewed not too long ago, Concrete Cowboy, and then also Nomadland too. A lot of those actors, those those side and supporting roles, those were actual like people that were in those communities, and they did a, they did a great job. But I think that's because mm-hmm. they were already living those roles. They had a director that could help them, you know, get there. Um, but. Um, it really does depend on both the director and the role because you obviously wouldn't take any of those actors and put them into say a lead role in a action or like a uh, or a super like I don't know like dramatic movie um, like I don't think any one of those actors could have taken the lead role from say Idris or um, I'm blanking on lady who just won the Oscar okay. for um, Nomadland oh um Francis McDormand. Yeah, I don't think any one of those random like supporting cast actors could have said taken those roles. But mm. I do think that, you know, if they're given if you're given say like a smaller role and you are somewhat familiar with what goes on with that role, you'll do just fine as long as you have a decent enough director. 
Uh, well, Jenna, since you've actually been to acting school, which I never knew that you've been to acting school before, um, so you're the you're yes. the actor here, um, and also filmmaker as well. You also you know you do films and things like that and write. Um, so uh, I mean, given that you're you know the all around talent here, uh, what do you think? Well, uh, so I'll give a general background very quickly. So there's actually the camp that I do this because I started in live, like theater. Theater mm-hmm. is my home. I love theater. I've done Fences. I've done The Wiz. I've done The Women. I've done The Crucible. Uh, and it's just a different type of atmosphere with Mm. live in theater so when you're doing acting for instance uh for the whiz for example you know i love improv uh i'm very good at improv i'm a technically a comedic actor didn't know that um but it's just because of my timing and my quick response Mm. i'm really good at being improv and being the comedic relief so when you're live Mm. and doing theater you rely a lot on your instincts and you really do have to feel the energy of the crowd because each crowd is different each night. Uh, some crowds are a little bit more somber and they don't laugh at everything. Other crowds are like super goofy and they laugh at everything. But it's different because the audience doesn't know what the script says unless they know the play. Mm. So you can actually have a little bit more fun. They do this in films also, but it's also different because you don't have a camera in your face. Mm. So you have your whole body has to be dramatic you have to move around your eyes have to be really expressive because you have to make sure your voice your body language and just the impact of your acting can reach all the way to the back of the auditorium right because Mm. everybody all the way in the back has to know that you're angry okay or has to know that you're sad or that you're emoting something and it's also different when you work the energy of a room with a live crowd, right? Because you really have to play off that crowd and you really have to make sure that they believe you in that moment because it's a lot different connecting with the protagonist when you're actually seeing a physical person on stage, Mm. especially if you're up front. You know, if you forget a line and your face shows that you forgot a line and somebody's sitting in the front, they're going to be like, oh, he fucking up. So it's a whole different Mm. type of techniques and things that are used in theater versus film where film is a little bit more intimate you guys speak about the director's responsibility however a lot of folks with film it really is the actor's responsibility Uh, and and you also get into the realm of acting techniques more so in film than you do really in theater because theater you can do Broadway dramatic really depends in film you can do something like the Meisner technique Mm. which is really immersing yourself in your surroundings. So the set design in film becomes really important. Or you can do method acting where, you know, a lot of actors in films, uh, Charlize Theron, a lot of folks, uh, Angelina Jolie, she does, she's a method actor where they rely on memories to kind of evoke that emotion and kind of put them back in that same state of mind so they can have that same state of, state of mind for the character. Mm. So like Nick said, It can be done, whether it's done well is another question, but I don't think acting is something that can be done. I actually think you really have to have a shit ton of self-confidence to be an actor Mm. because you have to get used to your thousand no's before you get your one yes. Mm. That's a common saying in show business. Like you're gonna get rejected a lot, especially if you're a black actor. Good fucking luck. Uh, 
it's it's not for the weak. Like you have to love acting. You have to love storytelling. You have to believe in the art of storytelling. And when you're stepping into a role, especially on film where it's going to be seen by millions of people versus a theater production, you are literally the, you know, you are the lens that the audience is looking through. Mm-hmm. So you need to be relatable. You have to juggle so many different components of techniques and skills so that that character that comes on screen, we give a fuck about, right? Because yeah. we always sit and see a movie and be like, why do we care about this guy? Why? His acting sucks. But when you have a good actor, you're pulled in, you're engaged, you give a shit. You want to see this person continue their journey. So as an actor, I tend to like Broadway or live because it's a hell of a lot more shit than film Mm -hmm. but then again i like film because the intimacy is an actor and you can get really deep into your characters and it can be a whole transformative experience Mm -hmm. when you do something on film Mm -hmm. and you also get to keep like it's i like film acting on film because you can like rehearse almost Mm -hmm. that's not good to say Mm -hmm. but you can like you can say cut and you can do it again and you can do it again and you can do it again you know what i mean versus when you're live you got one shot so, yeah. so, so you say, I like, think say, like, with those Mar- two, Mar- that's Mar- kind Mar- of like a general a idea of what. Yeah, the margin for error in film acting is a lot. It's a lot bigger than it is on like on stage or mm. live. Mm. Yes. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. You because like I mean you don't want to waste film because film is expensive. But I could do three or four takes on film. Girl, you can't do that on stage, honey. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you'll throw everybody off. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. And I had to dive in on stage and say the scene. And directors love me for that. Because I'll walk on and be like, hey, what are you doing? Aren't you supposed to be at? And they will give you the clue for your fucking line. Mm-hmm. And people will be like, wait, did she break the fourth wall? Is she, you know, it's nice to see people's reaction, but you could definitely save a scene, mm-hmm. but you can't do that in film. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you can't, it's not the same. Well, so. the editor saves it. Yeah. Really. <laughs> uh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Please thank your YouTubers. And I had to edit film and I'll never do that shit again. <laughs> Kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it is a challenge. It is a challenge. It's a lot of work. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess, I mean, I if the question is asking, I mean, can anyone physically do it for the most part, like get in front of a camera and do it? Well, I guess in that case, it's, it's I mean, yeah, I mean, in, in that case, I mean, yeah, you, I guess you can if that's the, kind of the, the one of the question. But if it's, can somebody be good at it is another mm-hmm. question. And whether... Like Jenna, you know, just said, I mean, the, the talent that kind of goes into it and the hard work that goes into it. A lot of people kind of, I mean, they talk about actors. I, I try not to demean any profession that anybody does mm. uh, because I, I try not to say, well, that's easy um, and what they do is easy. Because I think no matter what you do, um, you know, it, it's it's typically hard work, you know, typically yeah. most of the time. You know, people say the thing about athletes, it's like, well, well you know, what, why does he get paid so much money? Um, you know, he throws a ball in the hoop, like big, big deal. He's not saving lives. He's not doing anything. Um, so why does he get paid all that money? It's like, well, I mean, you got to think about all the hard work and, mm-hmm. that goes into your body, 
mm-hmm. into the eating right, into the training, into the shots in the gym, into all that stuff that goes into being an athlete. And the thing about to be to make it to the professional level in sports, mm-hmm. to go from high school to college to professionals, that's that's literally like a one in a million chance mm-hmm. to be a part of an NBA team mm-hmm. or an NFL team or anything like that. I mean, it's 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 like less than almost you know one percent for you to even make it to be kind of a part of a thing like this so that's a lot of hard work that's a lot of talent it takes and to to make it to that level um and And you know so so i i I don't try to oh good oh my bad um but both acting and sports there's a lot of politics within it too there's a lot of favoritism every now and then um you know even even if you are quote unquote the greatest of all time sometimes you so you get an injury, somebody didn't like you in, in, in high school, or whatever, so they benched you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, shit happens. You oh, gotta yeah. also get lucky as well, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, to have a great career in sports, because you could uh, be a star in college, and then all of a sudden you come off. to the pros and you could be crap there. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So it's a, it's a different skill level wherever you go up yeah. in there. And so when it comes to acting, um, you know, you you know have these actors who, especially if you go to you know schools like Juilliard, which is like the Harvard of acting, you have all these mm. kind of professional talents that they'll come to acting. And are they, you know, obviously it's a different tier when you have like a wrestler turned actor, you know, and you have like <laughs> The Rock, you know what I mean, or and then compare them to somebody like Samuel Jackson. And I know Samuel Jackson at one time he had a whole you know talk you know interview asked him like wait what do you think about all these musicians now and rappers they're becoming actors he's like well I just don't like that sometimes because you know I actually went to school to act you know what I mean I actually studied this and this is my passion I did this you know what I mean like I just don't like anybody just coming here and and just doing it um, and I think you know sometimes it de- does depend on the director. Um, because you have people like Steven Soderbergh who, you know, you know, he's famous for taking people like Sasha Gray, who's like a porn, who was a porn star at the time. Um, you know, Jennifer Lopez, who people looked at her as like an awful actress, you know, things like Jingly, um, uh, things like that. So, uh, who's, she also, she's getting back, uh, with Ben Affleck. She's getting dicked down again by Ben Affleck. So good, good for them. You know what I mean? Good, good. (laughs) Stay focused. Stay Uh, focused. Yes. I was gonna you know, say you know, I'll you know. interject this real fast. I'm glad that you're bringing up uh, the hard work that goes into acting. Mm. Uh, creative arts are always looked at as something that is inferior to so-called sciences or STEM or saving lives. Uh, and I, I think in accordance to what Samuel Jackson said is is really funny because that's why I love B-movies. You know, the 70s and 80s, if you look at independent films, especially in horror, a lot of those actors were just grabbed off the fucking street, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's... Acting is one of those things where, yes, we have the classical trained techniques where you go to school and you, you train because it does take a certain technique to play certain characters. There's this idea that, oh, I'm an actor so I can play any character. That's not necessarily true. It really takes a really good character actor to be able to try on these different personalities and tell these different stories in a way that's believable and you forget that he's an actor. Jim Carrey, for example, is actually a really good character actor. He's looked at as comedic, but he's actually a character actor because every role he steps into, he becomes that character. 
So there's that type of acting, but there's also just like, that's why I love acting because it is the art of storytelling. We are the mirror, we, are, we carry on the oral tradition of telling these stories, these Aesop fables, this holding this mirror to society. So you get folks who are natural, a little bit more natural, as in when they get on screen and they're wide-eyed. I, it reminds me of the girl who played uh, the Beast of the Wild or the Beast of the Southern Wild, I think that's what it's called. Mm, uh, yeah. I forgot the little girl's name, but I think uh, that was like her first time being Wallace. in a film. And I love stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love actors like that because it's like you get a real raw, authentic experience of someone actively participating in their imagination and really inviting us to take this journey with them through this character. So acting is is it's hard work because you have to be really emotionally vulnerable. Like everyone thinks you can just cry on cue and it's not as easy as you think because mm. to make someone really believe that you're crying and to move your audience to want to cry with you, mm. like that's not easy to do. Um, it's really not. So it requires you to be really emotionally open. It drains a lot of people. A lot of people don't know that. Like psychologically, it drains you. Or yeah. if you look at Michael B. Jordan Creed in the most recent thing he did for Amazon Prime, physically, They'll mm. talk about how the sacrifices they had to make to get that body. I don't want to mm. do no shit like that. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna be hitting the gym like that for no <laughs> for no character. Mm. So I don't give a fuck how much you pay me. I'm just not gonna do it. So yeah. like, it's a lot that goes into being an actor because you have to change your body or like those guys who like gain hella weight and mm. drop hella weight. Who did that? Um, what's his name who played Bale. Batman? Yeah, Christian I need to stop smoking weed, oh, y'all. Bale. Don't smoke weed. <laughs> Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian he talked Bale, about he, like, um, yeah, the machinist. He, like, got, he got down yeah. to like, yeah, he got down to like 135 pounds mm. looking like yes. looking like he's on death's door and mm. then bulked up to 220 for Batman within mm. the same year. That's, yeah, yeah that's a destroys lot. your that's unhealthy. <laughs> it is. He yeah. talked. No, he talked about how it actually fucked with his mental. Mm. He talked about how it fucked with his body. I mean, you look at Heath Ledger, another mm. great actor. Yeah. Unfortunately, he was so fucking exhausted from playing the Joker. Um, even Michael B. Jordan talked about how he had to go therapy after playing Killmonger. Yeah. Because yeah. it really like fucked with his mental state of understanding that he agreed with Killmonger's like reasoning because as a black man, who wouldn't? So it's like, acting ain't no joke. Like you have to really become emotionally and psychologically invested. And sometimes your brain, it blurs the line. So, I mean, I just like that you brought that up, Josh, because I think a a lot of people do just take it for granted, even though we spend millions upon millions of dollars on movies every year, but somehow acting isn't a real, isn't a real thing it's not a real job yeah but and all I, those and all those emotional <laughs> investments those are those usually take months or at least like yeah you know yeah, months yeah years of preparation yeah. yeah where's your love life committed where's your, you can't really have a life yeah you don't so well michael b jordan he's having a life with steve harvey's daughter he's he's having a life i mean that's <laughs> man here. you need to stay <laughs> off twitter <laughs> I'm so jealous yeah. of that because they're and, so fucking and, pretty. And, and, and Nobody should be that fucking fine. To <laughs> yeah, and even when you get that success, you don't 
you don't get like privacy or anything just mm. look what happened like weeks ago with uh rita or tessa thompson and taika watiti what and happened there are all up in arms about it we yeah. talked we talked about this on the Twitch stream last night. So paparazzi yeah. like caught photos of uh, Taika Waititi chilling out with uh, Rita Ora and Tessa mm. Thompson. They were all like cuddled up together and like kissing and shit. And supposedly Marvel they reprimanded him for it, which I just imagine that meaning is is uh, hey, you do it, Kevin Feige, I five. No. <laughs> now nah, you know the mouse is strict. Uh, the mouse. The mouse pulled the plug the on Paul Pierce on ESPN. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, for real? Yeah, Paul yeah. Pierce, they pulled the plug on. Yeah, man. Yeah, because he was you know, on up. Instagram Live with strippers and uh. money and all that stuff. So, yeah. So, they they fired him. Yeah. The mouse, the mouse. Uh, but, yeah. Don't yeah. mess around. I mean, oh, man. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, acting is, uh, is, I mean, a lot of people just they like well yeah anybody can do is just pretending to be somebody else yeah i can pretend to be somebody else but it's it, it's a lot that goes into it i mean like jenna bring up the physical transformation that somebody makes that's a big commitment mm. i mean hugh jackman i mean he would talk about him crying i mean trying to get in shape mm. to play wolverine i mean eating mm. whole chickens like a whole chicken just eating and trying to get you know trying to gain that protein and to play wolverine i mean no thank you you know what i mean <laughs> and, and and chris hemsworth talks about you know being in that shape you know being in shape to be thor i mean it's like i don't i don't want to keep doing this forever like mm. holy crap because the amount of shape you got to be in to play that part um but yeah um so it's a it's a lot it's a lot that goes into it man um but i mean sometimes with the director i mean you know you get a good director's actor who can really work with you know actors and really pull a good performance i like steven soderbergh i think can do that very well um with you know his performances really play to people's strengths um and very well so yeah um you know it's 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 a lot of hard work a lot of dedication that goes into it um yeah very much so so th thank you jenna i think that was a beautiful response from you um beautiful answer thank you uh, and thank you for being on yeah. thank you i like to think yeah um, thank you of yeah, course yeah, i like to thank my parents first god first god. Yeah. <laughs> holding, you, holding your afternoon um, toonie <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's afternoon tunio in the afternoon. Um, was that uh, viewer choice award? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So MVP. <laughs> um, um. All right, people, we're gonna get out of here today. Um, let me sign off. This was I thought it was a great, great first Trish stream. Um, hopefully, do more. Um, Chase told me I couldn't show like any any footage with no sound or anything like that. So I don't know how the on the Twitch I don't trust it. I don't Twitch trust stuff. Twitch. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know. They what will I can show or not. They show will yet. yank you for, uh, for the most random shit. I'm telling yeah. you. Okay. So I don't. So, okay. I don't <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, gain the follower. We on stream. So that's pretty nice. Hey. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Thank you, follower. Uh, Woo. Uh, yeah. in, in fact, if we get to Yoko's next time, I'll make this promise. The next time I'm on and we get 10 followers, I'll shake my on camera for 10 <laughs> new followers. There you go. We mm. might get we might get 100 followers. We might get it. We might we, we yes. might break a million followers. I'll do so that. Know. <laughs> you know what? But we have to get those 100 followers <laughs> before I do that. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So Josh is signing off here. Um, hey. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, um, so, uh, check out all the people all on socials. Uh, we are on Twitter, The Afternoon Tune. Uh, Instagram, The Afternoon Tune. We are on Facebook, uh, The Afternoon Tune. Uh, we are wherever you listen to podcasts. So, Apple Podcasts, we are there. So, don't forget to live a f- five-star rating and write a review. That helps us out a lot. Boost podcasts. We are also on Spotify as well. Um, and you can also check us out on, of course, YouTube. Um, at youtube.com slash afternoon tune got good content up there as well um, of course we're on twitch you're watching us on twitch right now uh, we're on twitch.com slash the afternoon tune uh, we're going to be streaming uh, every Friday or Saturday going to be putting up streams gonna be, so we're going to be doing this from now on going to be trying to do live recordings with that so that'd be pretty awesome um, and um, if you want to send us an email uh, we're at the afternoon tune at gmail.com Chase where can people find you you can find me at Mr. Chase Mac on uh, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram. That's spelled M R C H A Y S E M A C. Where can they find you, Nick? Uh, find me, Twitter, Instagram, at Night and Day Nick. And Jenna, uh, pimp all your stuff, yes. uh, all your projects, everything like that. If you want. Yeah, I mean, I got kicked off of Twitter. So I don't have a Twitter anymore. Time. <laughs> Um, but you can catch me on Instagram, damn Gina, D-A-M-N-J-E-N-A. That's where you will find me. Uh, the latest project I worked on was a short visual uh, album for mm. this really great artist. And you can check that out. If you go to my Instagram, you see the link in the bio. I was the set designer, director, oh. and... Uh, Pretty much, I, I did everything. <laughs> it was, it was right. all of us, but that was the first time I, I wore many hats. I mm. Yeah, I did the lighting, uh, the production. I helped a little bit with the editing, but this is the first time I was asked to be an actual director. Mm. So it was pretty fun wow. to get back in the directing seat, and I have another project coming up. Okay. Yeah, it's a short film. Very so impressive. Wow. Look out for me, guys, on Congrats. Instagram. Thank That's you. Dope. Yes. That's please show dope. please show dope. love. Go to my Instagram and click on that link in the yeah. bio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be in the description below. All right. All right. Yes, so uh to all you uh to all you people out there, hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you enjoyed the stream. And don't forget to always stay, stay tuned. tuned. Stay tuned. Oh. Stay tuned. Oh, okay.